Welcome to the Mediocre Outdoors Podcast, where we talk about everything outdoors. After living with teenagers, I decided that I have a lot of knowledge left and nobody really to give it to. So, I created this podcast so that I can give my information and my knowledge to you guys and pass it forward. Okay, so the last time I did one of these things, uh, these here podcasts, we weren't even, uh, I don't even think hunting season had started. Maybe maybe bear season had started. Uh, I'd have to probably go back and listen to some of my co- previous podcasts to find out. And anyways, uh, the last couple months have been crazy. Uh, fire season really ramped up at the end of August through September and even into October. And so I've been away screwing around with those things and... Uh, putting the wet stuff on the hot stuff and all that and then uh hunting season's been been wild and crazy and good and bad and the weather's been just different than normal and and uh seems to be good for me not sure how it did for you but uh where I'm at it was a bonus and uh so that's cool fishing season's been been wild um so we can talk about that and, you know, just everything has been going crazy, and I've been out just either in the field or busy doing other things. Um, we've had an election since we made this uh, the last podcast. Uh, there's updates on COVID. We've been processing food. I mean, there's just stuff has been going crazy. So, crazy enough that I haven't had time to do one of these. So today I'm just going to do a little bit of a wide recap on what I've been doing for the last two months and move on from there. So uh, let's talk about hunting season because that's the most important of all this, I I believe. Um, So August bear season, I got out a couple times, didn't do any good. Um... Started in September, I bought a multi-season deer, which I've talked about before. And so I started off with archery deer. Uh, my youngest son, it was, or yeah, my youngest son, so my middle child, uh, it was his first year archery hunting. He's killed a, a deer in modern before, but never with, uh, with archery equipment. And so he shot his first doe this year at uh, 16 years old with his bow by himself, him and his buddy. Uh, which I think I talked about in the last episode. Uh, there again, I it's been so long, I, I should have gone back and checked. But whatever, roll with it. Um, super proud of him. Uh, he did a great job, made a great ethical shot. Uh, the deer went about 40 yards, piled up, and that was that. So, cool there. Congratulations to him. Uh, I was not successful in archery. I actually only got... I probably all got out about five times um, during the archery season for deer and elk. And uh, elk pretty much didn't get it at all due to the way fire season happened. I got out a couple days for deer and uh, missed, uh, missed a doe at like 20 yards with my recurve. Uh, my arrow literally hit a branch four feet from her and it rocketed my arrow up over her head and, and, uh, so 
But other than that, I didn't didn't do any good during uh, the archery season and then elk season archery. I didn't get to go on because I ended up going on a fire, and um, I was I was stuck on a fire engine um, for that entire season. So early season archery, which is for elk, which is my favorite season of all seasons, uh, I missed out on, but. We uh, we rolled through that, came back, and uh, did a little itty bitty little chunk of um, of uh, scouting, and uh, end up getting called to another fire. End up having to go out of state, and so that was kind of cool. Got to see some new country. Uh, end up going to California down in the uh, Tahoe area, and uh, beautiful country. Uh, the Sierras are, are even more gorgeous than um, than I've ever seen pictures of. And so, a lot of cool things down there. Got to meet you know new people, new places, new things. Uh, <laughs> for me, it's kind of weird because I got to find new trees uh, that I'm not familiar with and and characteristics of those trees and. Um, just familiarize myself with the the flora and the fauna down there, uh, aka the plants and animals, and uh, yeah, it was just a really really cool experience. So not to get uh, crazy political, which I will get a little political later on when we talk about the recent happenings, but uh, I was super surprised going to Northern California. And seeing it covered in nothing but Trump signs. I mean, literally, there were semi trailers uh, that had along the side of I five that literally had giant stickers of Trump uh, on it. So, or banners, whatever you want to call them. But uh, that was that was not what I was expecting going down there. So that was kind of different. But uh, all in all, California, Northern California was a great experience, and um, they had some really cool things. Got to see some great hunting country. Uh, the blacktail down there are humongous uh, compared to what I'm used to. I didn't see any tool elk, which I would like to because I was kind of in that area, but um, we did see a bunch of turkey and uh, a few other little critters, squirrels and whatnot, but... Anyways, um, so then we moved on to muzzleloader season. Like I said, I didn't really do that because I was in California. Um, I don't know of anybody personally that killed an elk with a muzzleloader um, early season. Of course, like I said, I was out of out of state, um, but no buddies or anything that I know personally um, connected that I remember. So, it was kind of a wash. It was pretty hot and dry. Um, but then we got a bunch of rain right right before Modern Rifle Deer. Um, and then we got a cold snap uh, the second week. And so, it got crazy weather patterns, but it was really good for the deer. Anyways, uh, due to the fact that I had that multi-season deer, I've been hunting basically every season, and um, 
this year especially was was a really cool year. So me having a multi-season tag and then my daughter um, ended up getting a referral license this year. So our deferral, excuse me, not referral, but a deferral um, through the Fish and Wildlife. They allow each person the opportunity to basically test drive a hunting license and see if it's something that you're into before you commit to taking the test, which I know I've talked about this before, but for those that maybe didn't catch that part, I'm just going to reiterate it. But so anyways, with my daughter, she, she's got this, this deferral tag. Um, I have a multi-season tag and I have three nephews and a brother-in-law that, uh, also have modern deer tags. Uh, the three nephews, it's their first year, and brother-in-law, first year hunting modern in a lot of years. Archery hunts once in a while, but first time really getting serious about it for quite a while. Anyways, um, so we go out, I believe it was, gosh, I can't remember what day it was now. I want to say it was the second day of the season. Yes, it was a second day. Yes, second day. Um, so usually modern deer season starts on a Saturday for us. Um, I was not able to. Uh, I was not able to do that uh, due to the whole thing with getting back from a fire, like the next, the day before, and. Anyways, I couldn't go out opening day. So we went out uh, on the Sunday, the second day of the season. And uh, I've been scouting some spots, knew a few spots. And um, anyways, we, my brother-in-law calls me and says, hey, let's go. You know, show me some good area. Show us the kids. Let's see if we can get the kids a deer. Okay, yada, yada, yada. Let's go. So um, I have... One, I'm, I'm actually taking a, uh, a Creedmoor with me, and my daughter has a little single shot 243 uh, youth model that was my dad's. That's really old and um, but works. And then my uh, my nephews and my brother-in-law are all shooting six uh, five Creedmoors as well. Um, not not that we're plugging it, but it's. It's just a great round, and uh, it really works well for kids. And it's a it's just a great deer round. Anyways, um, so I set everybody up, and uh, I, I really want my daughter to tell the story, but I'll just get a quick overview, I guess. Anyways, uh, I set everybody up on this long clear cut, and me and Autumn were the last, my daughter, uh, were the last two to... Uh, set up and as we come around this little bend it's just i don't know 20 minutes 15 20 minutes after daylight our you know legal shooting time um we come around this corner and i, I see this two point standing in this clear cut so i ask her if she wants to shoot it no she doesn't want to it's kind of foggy and rainy and um she's scared that she's gonna miss or something and so um, I just said, hell with it, you know, I, it's a decent little two point, I'm going to take it. I'm a meat guy, so first opportunity, I take my animal. 
I learned a long time ago that uh, people that are picky usually end up hungry. So, anyways, I uh, I take the shot. It's an offhand shot, 100 yards, and the deer's kind of facing, quartering to me a little bit downhill. Um, so I, I shot it between the the neck and the shoulder and, uh, and end up kind of going in a little high and I actually, uh, spined it right between the shoulder blades of the, or the front shoulders, dropped it instantly dead. Um, never even took a step. And then my daughter standing there kind of looking at this thing. We realized there's another buck standing less than 20 yards from that buck. Uh, and it's a little forky two point on one side and a spike on the other, which was perfect for my daughter. Um, anyways, her gun was fogged up. She couldn't see it. So she ended up having to use my gun, um, which was kind of cool, but she ended up taking one shot, shot her right in the throat, um, right where she, exactly where she was aiming, dropped it in one shot, instantly dead, um, uh, two deer down five minutes. Me and my daughter sharing our gun. Uh, the whole thing was amazing. Probably one of the greatest... No, no, it is. It's the greatest accomplishment, uh, other than having my daughter. Um, it's the greatest accomplishment of my life. I, I really believe that. It was definitely the coolest thing I've ever done. Um, and just seeing her confidence and seeing her take that deer... Uh, with no hesitation, just the, the whole thing was, was super cool. Cause I honestly, bef before that, um, I didn't even think that, that she was capable of taking, taking an animal and now I have no doubt. So I was, that was really cool for me. Um, actually kind of gets me a little emotional, but anyways, uh, so that was cool. So we got our deer first 15 minutes of the first day we went out which is kind of a fluke and then shooting two deer on top of each other is also a fluke i mean the whole the whole modern deer season this year for me was um almost like a dream like it, it was just surreal so uh that happened uh hopefully i'll get my daughter on and, and get into more details of that story because i really want her to tell her side uh which i think will be fun and then a week later, um, one of my nephews, uh, none of them got deer so far this year during the early modern season, but one of them happened to shoot a bear. Uh, the eldest, he's 14, and it was his first big game animal, or first animal he's ever killed, which uh, I happened to be 14 when I shot my first bear, and that was my first animal I ever killed. So he he now has the uh, joined me in the fourteen and one club, which is a very elite club, uh, meaning fourteen years old, first animals a bear. That's that's a pretty small club. Um, I'm sure there's a few of us out there, but uh, anyways, I thought that was super cool. Um, Autumn and my uh, my youngest boy Isaiah both uh, tagged along, and my brother-in-law and. Uh, my oldest nephew, we all went down and packed this bear out of this hellhole clear cut that he shot it in. Actually, it's a pretty nice shot, or pretty nice clear cut. It's an over 300 yard shot, uh, but it was fairly steep and a pain in the ass. Um, anyways, hopefully, I can get uh, my nephew on um, and let him tell his story. 
there again, I'd like to get the other person's side of things. I could sit here and tell you guys a story, but there's no fun in that. So trying to get him on and, and maybe I'll do him and Autumn at the same time. They Maybe even Isaiah and then all three of them can tell you uh, exactly their, their hunting stories, which I think we call it, I can call it a uh, kids, kids with kills or something like that. Anyways. Um, so a lot of meat in the freezer. Um, so far we still got late, um, modern elk, which is happening just about now. Um, late modern deer, and then, uh, late muzzleloader and archery for deer and elk, um, are all yet to come. So who knows? I still got an archery elk tag and, um, crazier things have happened. So who knows what's going to happen there? Um, also the wife still has a muzzleloader deer tag. So heaven forbid if we put four deer in the freezer, um, and, you know, the bear, going back to the bear real quick, uh, the meat on this bear was delicious. It was, I've never, I've been around a lot of bear in my day, um, especially doing taxidermy and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I've smelled a lot of bear, been around a lot of them, held a lot of them, and some stink, some don't. But this bear in particular that my nephew shot, uh, is probably the, I'm pretty sure as my brother-in-law put it, I'm pretty sure my dog smelled worse than this bear did. Like this bear was probably the cleanest, uh, bear I've ever been around. So that was strange to me. The meat had no smell to it. Great flavor. Um, somebody said the other day it reminded them of a really tender pot roast. And I would say as far as bear meat goes, that is what good bear meat reminds me of. It reminds me of a really good pot roast. Um, not to mention we rendered a crap load of fat off this thing. I think um, I rendered, between me and my brother-in-law, I think I rendered probably about three to four gallons. Uh, yeah... Probably at least a solid two gallons of liquid is what we retained off of that. So um, that was that was really cool. I've been thinking about doing some videos on that. If you guys really um, are interested, there's there's a bunch out there. I don't know if I really need to do my own um, just because there's such good information out there. But whatever. If you guys want me to do videos, just. Uh, send me send me some emails or um or message me pm me on instagram whatever uh and let me know if there's stuff you want me to do but anyways uh so that was cool uh chanterelles mushrooms are out right now and uh holy crap uh i'm trying to figure out new ways to do it i know it, it seems like every time every year we're trying new ways to preserve mushrooms, and uh, everybody has their thing. Vacuum sealing and freezing, I can say, is a hard no. Uh, worst case scenario, if you need to, I guess it'll work for, for a period of time, but you're going to end up with mush. Um, I This year I tried dehydrating them first and then vacuum sealing, which I think there's a sweet spot. I think I did it too long. Uh, and took all the moisture out of them, and now they're like crispy. 
which will still be fine in soups and sauces and stuff like that. But I think if you want to try to get that mushroom to hold its texture as best as possible, I think lightly dehydrating and vacuum sealing might actually work. Um, I'm also going to try canning a few. Um, there's, there's mushrooms everywhere. Chanterelles are usually what I'm going after right now. Maybe uh, some cauliflower mushrooms if I can find them yet. But there's shaggy manes. I mean, there's there's so many mushrooms out there. I can't even can't even name them all. So if you're a mushroom person, uh, right now, first part of, first week in November, it's the time to be in the woods. They are out everywhere. We've had a fairly dry year. Um, we've had a fairly you know not cold, but cooler year. And I'm telling you what, you cannot walk through the timber without stepping on a mushroom every 10 feet. That It's just, it's not possible. Now, not all of them are edible, but uh, just the the temperatures and the conditions right now are perfect for mushrooms. So get out there, get you some mushrooms. Uh, and if you have a better way of preserving mushrooms that I haven't mentioned, uh, please, please message me and send me the uh, recipe for the way you do it. I really want to know, and I'm sure others do too. Because I would love to eat chanterelles in May. Um, anyways, so mushroom season's been going crazy. Like I said, I've been processing food like a mother. Between making burger, venison burger and sausage and pepperoni and preserving mushrooms and rendering bear fat. And holy crap, it has been insane doing food prep the last, last month or so. So that's that's a whole nother thing and there again um if that's something you guys are interested in in me doing just message me or you know you can go to my my email you guys can always email me um at uh my last name w e i n k e 333 at gmail.com and i will uh I will answer in your emails there. If I don't answer you, uh, it's not because I don't want to. It's because I it got thrown into junk or, or something like that. So if you send me an email and you haven't received it in uh, a, a reply in a week, then uh, PM me on Instagram at Mediocre Outdoors, and uh, I will get back to you, I promise. Um Anyways, so that has been the food side thing. Oh, fishing. Uh, this The coho are running in every river in western Washington right now. Uh, the steelhead are right behind them, which this is the first decent run of, of coho we've had uh, in several years. And so that's kind of cool. It's, never, it's not the, the numbers that we have previously got, but um, they've been fairly good. So... Uh, if you're not out there killing, uh, large game animals, you should be on the river fishing. And if you're not on the river fishing, you should be doing what I've been doing. And that's pheasant hunting or bird hunting, upland bird hunting. Um, done a few, that's the other thing I've been processing is pheasants. I forgot all about that. Yeah. I'm also been, uh, me and Max have been out and, uh, trying to rouse up some pheasants on the local game preserves. Um, or whatever they call them, refuges, release sites, it's all the same thing. Basically, people pay money to put pheasants 
in these fields and then people slaughter them. Um, I know it sounds horrific, but that's what, that's what they pay for. Um, and it's okay. It's better. It's still better than uh, factory farming. So I'm okay with it because I can justify it. Anyways, um, that has been a little bit of fun. Uh, it's more fun for my dog than myself, but I get a product of food out of it. So, so be it. Um, just waiting to get on the east side and actually do some wild bird hunting uh, where the pheasants are native. Well, not native. They're wild. Um, and then I can get into quail and everything else. But since I don't have that on the west side of Washington, I have to pay to play, and I do, uh, for my dog's sake. Anyways, and, and my daughter's sake, because she gets, she's been doing a lot of pheasant hunting with me this year, and it's it's sure a lot easier to hunt planted birds than it is wild birds. So, uh, let's see, what else we got? Oh, duck seasons, uh, full swing. I have not myself been out yet because we don't have a lot of water where I'm at uh, and I've been busy with everything else. But if you're a duck hunter, it is duck season and ducks are delicious and you need to get out there and fill your freezer with them. Same with geese. So everything's in full swing right now, guys. Uh, you should be out just, I mean, like I said, I haven't done a podcast in two months because I've literally been in a tailspin trying to chase my own tail cleaning and shooting and processing and everything else. So, uh, it's been, it's been absolutely insane. So anyways, uh, moving on the, uh, I, I got a list today, so I'm trying to stay on track of my list because I'm trying to keep a little more organized so it doesn't seem like I'm just rambling. But, uh, so COVID we have COVID and it's still here and whatever it's, you know, I I don't want to say I'm a negative Nancy when it comes to this thing because people do die from it. But my opinion, people die from the flu and they die from all kinds of other horrible things as well. Um, I think, you know, people need to seriously research this thing and make a good judgment on where they stand on the actual facts. Uh, not necessarily what you hear on this podcast or on the TV news or anything else. Um, get some credible research, uh, papers, you know, journalists, uh, or journal, ugh, I can't even speak, actual, uh, peer-reviewed journals, um, you know, the, the, the real stuff that's factual that nobody can deny. Um, read that stuff and make an informed decision on the facts, not on feelings and not on fear-mongering. So uh, I'm not going to go much deeper in that. Like I said, I don't want, I'm trying not to get political. I don't want this show to be about political BS, but sometimes I just feel like uh, I have to say something to some people because it's not about feelings, it's about facts. Um, it's about facts, people. Anyways, uh, the election, so that's been a complete shit show. 
And it looks like uh, old Mr. Biden is going to take the uh, is going to take the presidency starting in 2021. Um, and I guess all I can say at this point is um, congratulations, I guess. And I just hope you don't fuck it up any more than the last 45 presidents have. So, um, yeah, so that's that people. And, um, yeah, moving on. So, oh, also I think, man, so problem here I have is lately, uh, with all this stuff going down and everything happening, um, I've been, Starting some, some some small recordings that I was going to put into this a big conglomerate uh, podcast of just short recordings um, of things happening, but that never happened. So I, I'm having a hard time remembering exactly what I've talked about in the last couple episodes. But uh, I got I bought myself a camper. Uh, it's a beater with a heater. Is basically what it is, and it is going to be a little bit of work, but I got it super cheap, and uh, I'm going to kind of restore it. If you guys want videos on that, I can do that as well. If you guys are interested in watching me take this $400 piece of shit and from 1972 and restore it and use it for hunting and fishing and camping... Um, I will, if people aren't interested in that, then I won't, and I won't even worry about it, but, uh, the old beater with the heater is, uh, is my latest project, so, oh, with more things to come, lots more things to come, I'm just moving this thing on as best I can, and, uh, trying to not let the wheels fall off of this thing. So, uh, bear with me if it's a ways before the next podcast. I'm going to try to do these things weekly. Um, but, um, the way things have been going as busy, busy as I am, I'm, I don't know. Um, I bought a tractor the other day, so, uh, I'm going to be spending some time at the property doing some land maintenance. Um, I got, I got, I got so much work to do, uh, that I I don't know where I'm going to be. So anyways, I have a lot of stuff that I want to get to. I'm not sure when I'm going to get to it, but stay tuned, keep listening. And, uh, just when the, uh, when the alerts come up, just make sure that you listen. So, I appreciate everybody that listens to this podcast. Um, I never thought I would have as many people listening to it as I do. So I'm really appreciative that you guys enjoy hearing me talk, even though most people I know don't. Um, But anyways, I appreciate you, and I hope you guys are all successful and are having fun outdoors, and I will get back with you as soon as possible. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and all the other podcasts that I have recorded. If you have comments for me or maybe you have a suggestion about a new podcast or maybe something that you want me to research and find 
an expert that might explain it better to you. Get a hold of me at weinke333 at gmail.com or you can also find me on Instagram at Mediocre Outdoors. If that doesn't work, you can always get me on Anchor. Anchor.fm. Leave me a message. Mediocre Outdoors. Thanks. I appreciate it. And keep listening.